This is CliffCentral.com. On radio. On radio. More of the good stuff. Welcome back to the good stuff. Cliff Central's very own happy hour with, oh, it's very loud. Sorry about that. I hope I didn't damage your ears. Welcome back to the good stuff. Cliff Central's very own happy hour with myself, Brendan DeCue, the good things guy. And right next to me is Kerry, the good things girl. Happy Tuesday, yo. Morning. Happy Tuesday. How's it going? Good, thanks. And you? What's been, uh, what's been crackalacking in the world of the good stuff? Everything. Everything. Did you have a good weekend? My land is good. Your land is good, my yes. land. We're here to remind you that there's still so many good things in the world and South Africa right now. So inspired, so proudly South African, so much of good news. Today we've got a jam-packed show. Um, Kerry and I are going to be chatting to Haley, who's come all the way from the UK, to chat about the UK-based Nedbank South African charity Golf Day 20th anniversary event. I know that sounds like a whole big paragraph of a sentence but basically it's a whole bunch of south africans that are in the uk that are raising money for south africa and a lot of the time i mean recently in the news they've been speaking about people that work overseas they're going to be taxed differently um blah, blah, blah. these oaks are no longer south african they literally live over there but they still care about the country that's amazing and they're doing stuff for the country most people do though i know most of the people that um I'm friends with that have moved overseas still are really, really passionate about South Africa. They're doing stuff overseas for South Africa as well. That's so, amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. Uh, so we're going to be chatting to her in about 25 minutes. But in between then, we're going to do the top five catch up and all the regular stuff that we do every week. And a little bit later, the Huddle Up Girls are going to join us in studio to chat about the good stuff that they have been up to. They always bring us, um, good news stories and ways to get involved and and make a difference in South Africa and the world. Listen up and get inspired. If you guys want to join uh, in the conversation, you can tweet us at cliffcentral.com, Brent Lindicue, Kerry Stain, or any of the other Twitter handles that our esteemed guests might drop during the interview. Um, you can also send us a message via our WeChat account or give us a call on 0861-555-189. Kerry, they can also WhatsApp. What's the number? Zero seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. It's zero seven nine seven four eight twenty ninety. It's that easy. Um so this weekend was pretty damn effing crazy. Tell me. I so I got asked um with Nissan to do this crazy, 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 <laughs> crazy, crazy uh race day across country Motor sport, motor, motor driving, cross country in a bucky in the bush. Um, that is the coolest thing ever. It, so out of the top 10 bucket list, and we should have Robbie in studio because Robbie always talks about the bucket, bucket list. list guy. But, um, for top 10 sort of out of my life, this would be one of them for reals. I, I went for a bit of training. So they told me I was going to do this. They're like, do you want to do this? <laughs> And I'm a yes man. Yes. I'm all about yes. You know, if you get an opportunity it's to It's an do adventure. An adventure. Yes. If you get an opportunity to do something amazing, hashtag lean in. That's all you gotta do. Lean in and do it. Become a part of that adventure. So they asked me to do this and uh and I didn't quite know what I was getting myself into, but I was like, I'm in. I'm gonna do it. I'm going to drive, ride, be a passenger <laughs> in a race car. In a bucky. In a bucky. It's not really a bucky, it's a beast. I, it's can, a beast. I can see. It's beautiful. It's a beast. So, uh, they invited me to the, the, 
the training. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I went to the training last week in Kalami and I uh, got, got there, climbed into, first they took me to the workshop and I was like, what the F? These, these cars are bigger than I've ever seen. They're, they're monsters. And, um, they took me through the building of the car. And I think the reason for that was so that I could get comfortable with the way that these cars were built because they got like roll cages and, uh, they have proper, proper, uh, race seats. Bucket seats. Bucket seats mm. with, uh, safety belts that have to get clipped in five ways. Yes. Like a baby seat. Like a baby seat. <laughs> and, and your helmet has got, uh, headphones in it mm. and a little microphone Mike. in front of your f- mouth. Isn't that like not all race cars though? I've never been in another race car like that. So I yeah. wouldn't know. And then, and then th- to the side of the one safety belt, there's even a thing to drink. So you can. <laughs> If you get thirsty Like you have on the on a bicycle Yeah, 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 yeah Like a camelback or whatever <laughs> yeah. And um, and then after we'd seen the workshop I went into training And I sat down at a In like a classroom mm. For about an hour and a half Oh dear And I had to learn all sorts of things How it works Yeah, because I'm not driving, right? So there's a professional um, off-road race car driver mm. and you're the navigator and i never knew like i i thought uh, going into this as well i was like he's gonna drive just in spite of me like i'm yeah. gonna be there and he's I'm gonna not, be you okay know, my responsibilities are men yeah i'm just gonna be sitting there and having a lack of hey let me ask you a question though yeah if you stuff it up we stuff it up then we stuff if i stuff it up we stuff it up then you're in poo they were in poo. So I'll explain, right? So I'm sitting in the classroom <laughs> and they're teaching me, uh, that the little three squiggly lines mean water. And this is what a fence post looks like. This is what dangerous, um, what? Telephone, so you had to do, your, you had to do your license all over again. Well, it's a different license because yes. it's shorthand. Yeah. So you're learning shorthand and basically. The book that you get given, they call it the race book or the road book, or I didn't get that part of the memo, but they call it a book. It's a book. And it's like, uh, you know, those flip files, those yes. see-through <laughs> flip, fly, flip files, Flip-la. and you, you, you package your book in those flip files. Mm. And, uh, so it's A4 that you're looking at, that A4 size, and it's got three columns on it. The first column is the odometer, so that's the distance that you're going, plus the distance within that instruction. The second column is the shorthand of the instruction, so it could be like an arrow that's, uh, bending to the right, and in between oh, wow. that are water signs. And then the third part of the book is information, so whether there's something that's important, a caution, something that you need to know. So, while you're driving, you go, ah, 800 meters, hard right, caution one, big hump. And then you got a time that you get to, because you're looking at odometers, you're looking at a bit of a GPS, you're looking at your book and you're looking ahead of you. Then when you get to that point where you turn right, you have to reset your odometer and then go 300 meters via left into a S right and we're going to go over caution when one going, bump. When you're going at that speed, at like 200 300 kilometers an hour, meters is like, like seconds. Like this. <gasps> It was mental. So we did all the theory. This was last week. <laughs> then, then I got put into the car and we did a practice run really slowly on the road. You can only go 60 k's an hour on yeah. the road. So did a practice run of like turning left, turning right. This is it. Here's the book. Here's the book. And then it got quicker, 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 quicker until we were in the bush <laughs> out there, like halfway to Pretoria in the bush. And, um, and we were going at quite rapid speeds. And, and while we were busy doing it, uh, my driver, Terrence Marsh, took away my book. 
Oh no! And then he goes. I'm sorry. <laughs> figure out what's going on in the GPS because the GPS is like an overview. Yes. It doesn't give you all the cautions and the turns. It's just an overview. So I had to figure out where and direct him on the GPS, and then and then he gives me the book back and he goes, "Okay, now find out where you are in the book." But we've already done like ten different instructions from there, so it was quite crazy. The training was really cool. And you were confident. Scared. Mm, I would be scared as all hell. Went down to Harry Smith. Friday was qualifying. 45 Ks. 45 Ks of mental effing amazingness. It was incredible. Incredible. 45 kilometers when you drive. It was quick. It It was quick. Yeah. Quick, 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 quick. Um, But it was cool to be in the hot seat and sort of figure it out and and see where we're going. Because your driver is not really you. Are doing more than what the driver actually is. No, 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 no. So the driver, the driver, I mean, is proper care. It's no, he's, the, I mean, the I concentration, can, yeah. the driving, and he can see, right? So he can see in front of him. He can see where maybe other cars have gone. He can see the tracks. It's really an art. It's a talent. Whereas what I'm doing, so I believe he could race without me completely, yeah. not without me, without a navigator. They could race. without a navigator. The navigator's job is to make them quicker. So it's to prepare in their minds what they need to do. So it's in between farmlands. The actual race was 400 kilometers. Yeah. Sorry, did you hear that? 400 kilometers. It's like five hours of being in a car, split into two sessions. Oh, I was just about to say. Five hours? Five hours. Really? Two and a half, two and a half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 400 kilometers. Off-road. Oh. And um and is, is does he normally race that type of vehicle? Yes, okay. he's this is what he does. He's okay. been racing Terence Marsh has been racing for 17 years. Those vehicles. He like does off-road, he does like the Dakar. Like the Dakar. Yeah. Like the Dakar. <laughs> so I I was in the navigator seat and to give you an idea, right? He can see and he can judge because he's been doing it for so long. He can see that that something on the road is changing in like 600 meters. He can see it something's changed. But he doesn't exactly know. So then I go That's crazy. Then I go um hard right, but I do it quite quickly. So you first do the distance, you go 600 meters hard right directly after the fence. Then he knows he has to go through the fence and right. If he didn't have that information, he might think I need to go before the fence and there might be that hesitation because you don't know. Yeah. But because he knows yeah, time. he can keep his foot flat mm. and literally do like a handbrake turn around there. Yikes. So that's what makes you quicker. So it was an amazing experience. Um, I came third. Uh, we came third. We landed up on podium, third in our class, which is quite crazy. Uh, the class had 10 different vehicles, and we, so, which means we came 10th wow. um, overall out of 67 cars. Good job. Which is quite insane. It was, it was an amazing, 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 amazing adventure. And, and I'm one of about 30 influencers slash people th- that have done this. Hmm. And here's the list. I beat in the past. I beat DJ Fresh. I beat Marius Roberts, who is what? actually a, he. I mean, he's a race car driver. And Fresh is like totes with his cars. Totes. Uh, him. Uh, Jenny D. Uh, Leanne Manis. Um, Hans so all Winkler, of them. <laughs> um, so the top two positions are held by myself, Brent, Brent Lindeque. And Kurt Darren. We're in the top positions, yo. Hmm. Him and I are in the top positions. High position. five, high five, high five. Yay. Uh, yeah, so it's a really cool adventure. And um, my video is up online on YouTube so you guys can see what's going on. Uh, I'm going to bring you some more updates about that because I think I might do it again. I think you should. A bug it has It looked bitten. very scary. A, bu- a bug, a bug. That, that bucky was all over the place. 
Um, I mean, you watched the video, I right? Did. Were you a little bit freaked out? Yeah, it's all over. Upside, like it's it like bounces from side to side, and then it's like up in the air. No, it's hectic. It was super fun, man. I, f- I found like a little something that I enjoy, and I got to meet really cool people. They're like a family. All even though they're competitors, they're mm. all friends and they're all family. And after the race day is over, everybody ha- shakes hands and has a beer and congratulates everybody and supports everybody and helps them with their cars. And That's it's how it just it's be. camaraderie, which I love, 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 love. Um, before we get into the top five. So we do this catch up every week and I've just spoken a lot about this race that I did because it was so damn incredible. But one of the things that has always popped up on our timelines is social media. Mm-hmm. You and I live there, right? We, on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Insta, we're snapping, we're YouTubing. We, we are. We're throwing smoke on shade <laughs> on, the, I don't know. Like we're all over social media. And, um, and sometimes if you can't handle the answer, don't ask the question. And SAA learned the hard way last mm. week. I don't know if you saw this. I did see it. I just so their, their community manager um, put up a post and they said, what are some of the things you think about when flying or when looking out the window on a long flight? Oh, dear. Hashtag fly SAA. And they got ripped apart. People, it's right. It's super funny. I think about how SAA is stealing money from the poor. How come their flights are so expensive and they don't <laughs> make profit? Hashtag useless carrier. That's Makoya Bering. Uh, Real Martin Tag. What a pity about the BA flight was booked. So while he's sitting on the SAA flight, he's like, what a pity that BA was full, so I had to take this guy. So they got slated, and the tweet just, people got laid into them completely, completely, completely. Do people still fly SAA? So I did. Oh, did I? I don't know if I did. No, I didn't. When I went to Zambia, I'm trying to think what I flew. Um, A Zambia. Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, I don't, so I don't do long haul flights in SAA. And the only reason for that is they're no, too expensive. Exactly. They're too, it's well, they're too expensive. Generally too expensive. You can get something they cheaper. They are the most expensive carrier nationally. So I, if I'm going to go overseas, I would go on Emirates, Emirates Turkish, or, Turkish Airlines, yeah. British Airways, Virgin. Mm. There's so many other options that are cheaper. Um, and, I'm not going to say this because I'm, I, I, I mean, it's opinionated and I don't actually know, but I feel like it's a better experience. I don't know. I'm just saying True. that. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just I've saying I've only that. ever flown with them once and I'm that was that. many years ago. Um, and then when you fly locally in South Africa, I would choose a low cost airline Line. because they're cheaper. It like, makes sense. You're not going far. Yeah. Durban's 45 minutes away. Why do you have to pay twice the price to go 45 minutes? Even Cape Town. Kalula are incredible. they give you food and you don't have to buy it. Kalula are incredible. Mango are incredible. Like, I'm, and I'm not paid to say this. No, so no. I'm not being like, they pay me to There's say they're better. There's absolutely not, nothing wrong with Safi, uh, Kalula, Mango. There's I've had nothing. great flights with them. Yeah. And here is the reality. Unless you're doing the long haul, mm. you don't need the bells and whistles, no. I don't think. The fluffies. You don't need the fluffies. Whereas if you short and sweet, two hours, quick in and out, a lacquer, um, short flight in a Kalula, you got You're your iPad, you got your mm. book, you're able mm. to do whatever. Uh, on a long haul flight, want to be comfortable, uh, maybe have a little bit more leg room and Virgin maybe has it. I don't know. Um, they've got great entertainment systems on the other carriers. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. What we're talking about is how funny it is to say stuff on Twitter. And then you have to deal with the consequences after putting it out there. Somebody needs to speak to the PR person. Well, someone needs to speak to the community manager. One of the other things that's happening in South Africa, and I'm going to write, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, but I'm going to write, I'm going to write an article about this later. Okay. I might get wrapped over the ne- knuckles by um, one of the editors at Good Things Guy. But the truth is, and I said this before, right? 
It was on April the 20th um, when Huffington Post, um, they they did that whole uh, article where they'd posted, I mean, it was a terrible article. It was about how white men, blah, 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 blah. Mm. It was fake news. It was yeah. a bad article. And, and I didn't say anything about it at the time. And then like three or four days later, I just said, I wasn't going to say anything about the whole Huffington Post debacle, um, but it's completely irked me. Media 24 and Huffington Post South Africa went on a witch hunt to uncover the author of the article they published rather than deal with why they allowed it to be published in the first place. Like just taking some random words from somebody and putting it up there, even though you know it's going to incite, incite violence, it's going to have a little bit of anger. Um, it's doing everything that clickbaity sites do. Incite anger so people click through. Mm. They said... That said, the author lost his job and was being wrapped over the knuckles publicly by the entire Huffington Post essay team, only for proving that Huffington Post essay will publish anything that will get them clicks. They also have now turned that into a story. They they started publishing and republishing and republishing and republishing. If they were reputable, they they would have just owned up to it and been like, we messed up, man. Yeah. We shouldn't have posted it. Um, the author wasn't the problem. We were. And now now it's all over the news again because Rashni Pillay is busy with this hearing about how they incited hate speech through something that they had posted. You need to take ownership of that. If you put it online, you need to take ownership. Exactly the same way that I take ownership or you take ownership of what you put on your Facebook or your Twitter or your Insta. Definitely. Or whatever. And some of the most controversial, one of the most controversial shows at Cliff Central is Renegade Report. Yes. The Renegade boys are incredible. Like, they're not scared to say stuff. I need to monitor myself and edit what I say because I'm about the good news and I never want to be about the bad news. So what I'm writing today and what I'm going to be putting into words is where we find good news in this and what she said. Yesterday, while they were at the hearing, she tweeted, this is Varashni Pillay, she tweeted, the duo from Renegade Reports, as well as the cartoonist Germ, also attended, firmly in Afri Forum's corner, South Africa's very own alt-right. Like, <sighs> she deleted that tweet about half an hour later, I'm for whatever sure. reason. For whatever reason. But here's what I want to say, and it's not just to her, it's to anybody. Be responsible on social media. If you wouldn't print it on the front page of a newspaper, don't put it on your Twitter. Don't. Because your words matter. And even if you only have 300 followers or 800 followers or 8,000 followers or it one follower. It doesn't really work like that. If it gets picked up and it starts being spread That's around, it. the internet never forgets. Nope. Varashni deleted that tweet yesterday, but yet I have it right in front of me. Right in front of me. There it is. She, I mean, she was in the news the whole day yesterday because she's talking about the problem with white males in South Africa and how white males are the problem to absolutely everything. They, they just, it's everything. I'm a white male. Like, I'm offended by that. Mm -hmm. And I think the problem is not that. The problem is irresponsible journalists with loudspeakers making sweeping statements that affect ordinary South Africans. You are no better than Bell Pottinger if you're going to be spreading Spewing hate speech all over social media. So my, I don't think I'd have the balls to do that, though. Well, I mean, Kay, so I'm going to say this, and I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not being like, I'm not boosting your ego. You're a nice person. Aww. You're a really nice person. <laughs> Thanks. So I don't think you would gain anything no. from, from being um, 
Nasty. Like, but, but nasty. Or we're saying things like that online. Or um, the, the what, what's currently the, the national conversation and what she's inciting, because that's what journalists do. They make you feel something. So mm. even though she doesn't have a, a paper behind her and she's not writing for anyone, she's still using her social media to incite something. And that, that feeling that you get is anger. It's, it's so anger. unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Why? Why? Because journalists are taught if it bleeds, it leads. I need to make you angry. I need to make, I need to make you feel something. Well, that's just so you'll click. And I'm the polar opposite. I want to make you feel happy. Exactly. So, that's what we, that's what we're here to that's do. That's what we're here to do. It's Sorry. Happy I'm, Tuesday. I'm going off on a complete tangent, but I just feel it's so important. And I want, I want anybody and everybody that's listening to understand that what you do on social media matters. It really does. If you think it doesn't matter, then you haven't watched, um, what happens around us and what happens on social media. It's so important. We need to be responsible with our words and our craft and what we put out there. Um, if it's not going to make someone feel better about themselves, then don't say it. It's the old age. My granny used to say it. If you don't have anything nice to say, then don't, don't say, say anything. Don't say anything at all. Mm. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Your pie hole. (laughs) Wash your mouth out with soap. So we're going to be nice. We're going to be friendly. We're going to be happy. And we're going to bring you, if it works, I'm again, let's see if the source works, but we want to bring you the top five trending good news stories in South Africa right now. Is it working? I don't think it's working. Did you plug it in? Well, here's the thing, right? So in the studio. There you go. No, 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 no. That's off my actual laptop. Yeah, man. So I was explaining, in the studio, we've got two auxiliary cables. <laughs> and the one doesn't work for me. But it works it for everybody. But it works for everybody else. And then the one that doesn't crackle, I never know which one it is. I only come in here once a week. We only come in here once a week. So I'm not privy and so I don't remember. I don't remember. This song makes me happy. It does make me happy too. So this is this is our background tune that we play whenever uh, whenever we do the top five trending good news stories of the week. This week is no different. Kerry. Good morning. What do we have at number five? South African Rangers are honored this World Ranger Day for their dedication. That was yesterday. Yes. That was yesterday. Tell me yesterday about it. Yesterday is World Ranger Day and the Minister of Environmental Affairs, Dr. Edna Molewa, honored South Africa's bravest animal lovers for their dedication. Now, um, now... This group of people, uh, basically, rangers in certain parts of South Africa face daily hardships in their efforts to protect many of our species. We know this. Yes, such as the elephant, the rhino, cycad, and abalone from unscrupulous poachers. Our country's natural beauty derived from our um, enormous biodiversity is a key income generator and thus an important contributor to our economy through job creation and tourism. So, So these people are important. And yesterday, 100%. it was a yesterday day to celebrate was them. A day to celebrate them. Very cool, very cool. We're going to put the story up online so that you can see how we celebrated the Rangers and uh, get all those good things. What do we have at number four? A selfless community is baking birthday cakes for underprivileged children. So the community of Kailami in Johannesburg are baking birthday cakes for children at schools who cannot afford to have birthday cake, giving them the joy and happiness their big day, uh, their big day deserves. So Samantha Griffith started the passion project because she loves celebrating birthdays so much and then realized that uh, children in her community don't celebrate their birthdays. 
Um, so she went to a school close to where she, she stays and, uh, the teacher selects one child each month whose family can't afford a birthday cake. And she really does go all out and she bakes the birthday cake and makes him feel, feel special. Man, I love that. Uh, just doing good for people, um, that deserve it the most. Those, those underprivileged kids that are now getting birthday cakes and you should getting see to those celebrate. birthday cakes. It's really cool. I baked a birthday cake. It's not for an underprivileged person and I'm going to do a shameless mention. It's my mom's birthday. First of August, I just want to give a big shout out to Cheryl McDougal, my mom. Happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, mom. I hope you have, have the most incredible day. I've already spoken to her 14 times. It's she, my, I'm a mommy's boy. It's one of my good friend Kira's birthday today too. So flipping cool. Happy birthday. So flipping cool. Uh, next story. We're going to put that up online. The Super Rugby final descends on Josie. The long await is finally over. Seven years since South Africa last hosted... Ho- ho- blah, blah, blah. Seven years since South Africa last hosted a Super Rugby final. The decider of the Southern Hemisphere tournament is back in the country. So cool. It's, it's cool to have us like This week's Saturday. It's going to be a big game. Uh, I'm going to be watching from Monte Cassino. They um, sold out in six yeah. hours. So I'm going to be watching from Monte Cassino for two reasons. One, they've got their big screen in that big sort of mm. piazza area. And number two, I'm going to go see John Edward. Oh yes, that's on. Fr- that's this week Saturday that's already. This week Saturday. Yeah, man, oh. I'm excited. That's flipping cool. Anyway, yeah. we're gonna put the story up online so people can see what's going on. What do we have next? Standing on the edge, a Joburg Joburg man st- uh, stopped on a bridge to save a man from committing suicide. Hectic, eh? This was yes. mental. It was all over social media Sunday. yesterday. Um, it happened on Sunday night and the, the, the reason why this story matters one is obviously we I hate it. obvious. Obvious mm. is there's no, the only thing obvious about obvious is the word obvious. It doesn't actually exist. So uh, Chester Bennington passed away a little over two weeks ago and um, through it mm. there was all this talk about suicide and, and how depression. we should be talking about it and depression. And and you know, this, this guy was traveling home, driving, went over a bridge, one of the bridges that cross over the highway, and he stopped to help a man for no other reason than it just felt like the right thing to do. A man was standing on the edge of the bridge at the lowest point of his life, ready to give up, and another human being stopped. And once he stopped, another human being stopped, and another human being stopped. It sounds like something that's that's out of a movie or something that's, that's that happens overseas. It wasn't. It was in four ways. And um and they helped this man. His name the man that they Isaac. helped is Isaac and and he got taken home um with the first man that stopped. Yeah, by the first man that stopped and they had a meal to eat and they spoke and they played PlayStation yes. and they just <laughs> they hung out and, and the reality is 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 he hasn't worked in two years and he can't support his family Mm. and that's rough like that is sad and and now the community have come together to help him they helped him up the bridge and now helping him to start his life survive to survive and thrive and and be better we're going to put the story up online going to put the story up online and we're going to do a recap of that story on good things guys so that we can follow up and see what's happened since then what do we have at number one Nice and a fire victim had lost all hope until he found this note in a donated jacket. Yeah, from a Pretoria lady, Nohal. Yes. So he had lost everything during the fires, found a simple handwritten note inside the pocket of a donated jacket, restoring hope at one of the lowest points in his life. And he had only moved to Nisner six months prior because uh, his name is Quentin and he had to, I mean, he, he needed to get away from a stress, from a stressed environment because he had had heart attacks and he wasn't doing so well, um, health wise. So he moved to Nisner and then this happened. Um, and inside, 
the jacket, the letter read to the new owner of this leather jacket. We are so sorry for what you and your family are going through at this devastating time of the Neisner fires. My husband wore this jacket on our wedding day. We eloped and got married in Cambridge, England. This jacket has come a long way. I surely hope that you can find warmth when wearing it and putting your life back Shame together. Man. Who knows? Maybe one day the jacket will find its way back to us and we will have an amazing story to tell. Super, PS. super, super cool. Don't PS. Leave it. We're going we're gonna to leave the PS there because we actually want you to read the story. So we're going to put it up online so that you can read it. Uh, that is the good stuff for this week. Every week we do get to bring you the top five get trending good news stories and that's what we're all about. I've just got a message and, and I'm... I'm pr- looking at it. So uh, like, well, I, can't, <laughs> I can't repeat the messages from Travis Kruger. And, um, and I wasn't here on Friday. You were here on Friday. No, Brent. You were here on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. You know what? We're going to... We- we're going to park this conversation because uh, we want to bring we want to bring our next guest in, um, and then we're going to sort of chat about what we were going to chat about, yes. which we're going to leave you hanging. This yes. is what they call a cliffhanger. Yeah, it's it ha- is a cliffhanger. It's what happened in Dallas. Do you remember Dallas? Yes, and it's about what you just did with it. With the with the, you have to go back and read it. So you have to you have to come back. You we'll have to we'll, we'll come back to this. But um, Dallas was the first show to ever have a cliffhanger. You know that. Really? Yeah, yeah, where you get shot in the shower. I love Dallas. Where you got shot in the shower and no one knew when, where, how, or why. And then the show ended and they only let you know the following week. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. So this is my new tune, okay? I love it. Who is it? Uh, <laughs> oh. This is... This okay. Is, this is a talk show. We don't care who sings stuff. We just play it. Okay. It's Julia Michaels. And we're going to play that song again because we can at the end of the show. So we can just uh, play out with it. Awesome. it's that flipping cool. So I'm going to get her surname completely wrong. And that's why I didn't say it earlier on. I know how to bastardize names, but badly. Like when it comes to, to introducing people, <laughs> I'm worse, worse than Kerry. Kerry sometimes fine. <laughs> Haley, is it Richard? Reichart, Richard, I've been called all kinds of things. <laughs> I, I, can, I can only imagine. It's a, you know, I, I can relate. People always get my surname wrong. What, what, what would you like people to call your surname? Reichart. Reichart. What, what do they say in the UK? Uh, they don't. They they, don't. They're like, they, um, they avoid it. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> what, what is this? So Haley's come all the way from the UK, um, and and she doesn't sound like a Londoner or a British person because she's not. She's actually she was from South Africa, I think Durban originally, and um, she's come here for a couple of reasons. One of them is for holiday and to just sink her feet back in the South African soil and and sort of get that home feeling so that you can take it back with you where you are and yep. and continue doing what you do. Um, but you've come come today to speak to us about the Nedbank South Africa Charity Golf Day, which is in its 20th anniversary as yes. an event. And it's a whole bunch of people. Um, it was created by someone else. So it's got, I mean, you're just part of it. Yeah. And, and you guys raise money over in the UK for South Africa. Yep. How does it all work? Uh, so uh, sort of about 96, 97, a chap called Jeff Johnson, uh, he'd moved over, I think, in 1990. Um, he's also South African. Um, he's involved with this African sort of business network. Um, and basically he decided, let's get a golf day together, you know, a couple of the South African business guys just for a fun day out once a year. Um, and that basically turned into what we have today, which is the Nedbank South African Charity Golf Day. Um, so initially it was just, you know, fun day at the office um and then um francois pina was also involved um 
sort of loosely in the, in the beginning and basically they sort of came up with this decision to turn it into into a charity event um, and then it's just grown year on year um, we're now expecting about 400 golfers wow this year it's unofficially the biggest golf day in Europe and uh, we have about 500 guests um, attending our gala dinner in the evening that's incredible yeah that's huge uh, I don't think we have that here where, where does it take place in the UK it's at Burhill Golf Club in Surrey um, Surrey is very lush green. I've been to just Surrey. Just south of London. Yeah. Um, so it's easy access from London as well. And, uh, yeah, we have, um, so FW de Klerks, um, who's friends with Jeff, uh, he's been our patron since 2002. Um, and we support, uh, his foundation. They do a lot of work with disabled children. Um, so part of our money goes to there. Um, this year we're supporting seven charities in total. And, um, that's incredible. Yeah. We have, we're also... And the, the, I mean, the, the charities, you, you mentioned seven charities, but yeah. they're all South African. You're, you're, all, yeah, all based here. And, and the people um, that, are, that are taking part in the, the golf day, are they South African or are they British? Like how do, uh, it's wh- about 50-50. Um, as words got out and, you know, we have our main sponsors, so they inv- invite some of their colleagues or, or some of their clients. Um, so we have a huge variety of people there. Um, a lot of them are obviously sort of corporate CEO level um, that come out for the day. But you know, even even the non-South Africans, they come back year after year because they just love it. Um, we, as South Africans, we know how to put an event together and to throw yeah. a good party. So even though it's for charity, I'm sure it's loads of fun. No, the beer's flowing from first thing in the morning, and uh, we have Nyama Catering who do um, a complimentary. They do bourbon rolls in the morning, spit bar from the afternoon. So South African food as it's well. South African flavor the whole way through. Oh wow! How did you get involved? Um, I just. Uh, I've basically been involved with the South African community for about five, six years now over there. Um, and just via another lady that I was, um, cause I was kind of getting my feel into the sort of, into the, the, the charity line. Um, and she put me in touch with Jeff. And initially, um, four years ago, I was brought on just sort of very secretarial attend meetings, you know, not too hectic, not too much. Um, but year on year, I've just got more and more. No, involved. now you're sucked in. Now, now, sucked now you're in. part of it. Now you're part of it. How long have you been in the UK for? Uh, nine years. Moved nine over years. in 2008. And, um, I, look, I was recently in the UK, uh, had the most amazing time. I, I, I could see my myself um maybe living there for a little while i want to live in every city around the world just for a little while uh, to experience life in a different i do no that's, i know that's well you've pretty much done it this year already no but i, wouldn't, I didn't live there okay no. two, two weeks in the country is not living i want to like move to spain for like three months okay. and write and like be part of this society and you very well could well, that's what I want to do. And I'm just saying, I could do it in England very easily because it's so easy to, to just fall into the lifestyle there and then sort of do it. Yeah. What do you do when you're not raising money for charity? Uh, this is my main focus at the moment. Um, I've also been helping uh, Kalisa Social Solutions, which is also in its 20th anniversary, started by a lady called Leslie Ann Finselm, uh, also South African. Um, PJ Powers came over. She's their new um, global ambassador. She um, came over and did a performance at the High Commission, South African High Commission last year. And got in touch with them. Um, they basically have started up a global mentorship program. So they're looking at South Africans abroad instead of just giving money to be able to give of their time and donate back. Look um, at these guys flying our flag. Well, this is what I said. This I, is you, amazing. You, you weren't in the studio or in, in the lounge when I started the show. And I spoke about how even though um, you're... You are South African, but you're also not because you're living in a different country and you've yes. been, you've been away. And there's this whole talk in the news at the moment about how if you're working in a different country, the country, the country wants to tax you and, oh, which it's is been going on for years. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's horrible. And, and the fact is, is that, um, 
even though you're living in a different country and you you've become a part of that different country, your heart is still in South Africa. Very much so, and it's so many people that I meet overseas. You know, there's always this debate about South Africans that have moved, have abandoned their country and forgotten about. Never. And, um, but you know, I'm so involved with the South African community over there and, and involved with politics and and just on a social level as well. And 99% of them are passionate about the country. 99% That's exactly are what sick I and tired of, of the negative stories yes. that come out of, you know, in the mainstream media. And I get so many messages, you know, I see you're involved with charity stuff. I see you're involved with politics. How can I help? What can I do? How can I get involved in something? So, no, we're very, very passionate it, about our home country. Is it, is it quite bad? Um, the propaganda and the mainstream media and like what you guys are seeing over there. Is it, is it quite harrowing? Um, I think so. I mean, I, I try and avoid mainstream media for that reason. <laughs> Good job. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just, um, our, our dear beloved president and, and corruption. <laughs> okay. I don't want to be too political and get too involved in, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously, you know, a lot of it's sort of the ne- all the negative, the crime and, and things. So, um, hence why I follow you guys instead. Well, well, we, we, we try. Um, and your, your, your collective group, the people that are getting involved in these golf days, the South Africans that are there, um, are they also sort of, uh, there must be, if they're getting involved with the good stuff, then they're about the good stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's so many people and a lot of people would love to move back one day. Um, but obviously it's, you know, a, a lot of the South Africans, there's no longer the two year working visa, sort of 10, 15 years ago, it was a lot of the youngsters mm. going over for two years. They've all kind of stayed, settled, got married, had kids. So a lot of them, as much as they've still got family here and they would love to move back for them, it's a concern about obviously the economy, well, um, business. We, we started the show education. a little while ago and we just said, um, with, with employment, like there, there was a man that was on a bridge exactly. that was ready to end his own life because he hadn't found work in two years. Uh, the reality of, of, the country is, you know, it, you, if you have work in South Africa and you are working and you're employed, you need to be thankful for it because yeah. there's a lot of people that don't. Um, and, and a lot of us, uh, you know, it's a stat that I always throw out there, but 21% of South Africans don't eat every day, mm. which is the reality. Yeah. Whereas in the UK, the economy is different. And, and not that just the UK, many parts of the world, the economies are different where you can make a life and you can do things. But your heart will always stay with South Africa. And that's why you're back here on holiday, right? Exactly. It's good to be on home soil. We dig a lot of the touristy things as well. So When last were you here? Um, I flew in for a weekend in 2015 and attended the DA Congress down in Port oh Elizabeth. Um, there was about five weekend. hours sleep in five days. It was a bit hectic. <laughs> <laughs> and then the year before that, um, it was a two week visit. Um, I came on my own. It was just, uh, I did a couple of days in Durban, Joburg. And then I was in Bloemfontein with Kachisha de Khashwe. He's the, I hope I pronounced that right. He's a Bafana <laughs> Bafana player. He's over, in, he was with Crystal Palace and then with, um, and then he moved to Cardiff and we did a football project um, in Bloemfontein, which was amazing. Well, I hope this time around, I know you're sitting in studio right now, but I hope this time around that you're getting a little bit more holiday than work. <laughs> I hope so. Yes, no, we were at uh, Blyde River Canyon and uh, Kruger the other, last week, so... Just yeah, divine. good that to explore part of the country I've never been to before. Divine. If anybody wants to get involved with the Nedbank Challenge over in the UK, in Surrey, um, can they? Can they yes, still? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, people can, um, companies, corporates can, can join us. We have corporate sponsorship packages. Um, you know, obviously Nedbank's been our title sponsor for six years now. Um, and, um, there's if people want to buy four balls and get involved um i always need lots of volunteers i manage the volunteers on the day um and a lot of our volunteers 
Uh, we had Kevin Perkins, a.k.a. Michael Nyker. Yeah, you might remember. Yeah, yeah, he joined yeah. us last year. He's moved to the UK now. And, um, yeah, our, our committee actually asked him to come back because he did such a good job of, awesome. of selling some raffle tickets and things. Just incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, I know people, people who get involved in the day. I'm going to get it. my people involved that are over Well, there. any of the expats that are listening, yeah. this is your opportunity to get involved. We're going to get all the links from you. I mean, you can give a shout out on air now, but yeah. we're also going to take them and put them on the cliffcentral.com website so that people can get hold of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people can email me. It's Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-Y at SAGolfDay.com. They can check out the website, SAGolfDay.com. Uh, there's a couple of videos on there as well if they want to have a look. They want to see what, what charities we, we, um, supporting over here. Um, I'm doing a couple of charity visits while I'm here as well. Um, but yeah, the more the merrier. And if there are any corporates that want to get involved, um, there's always corporate opportunities as well. Absolutely incredible. It's been amazing having you on the show. I'm not going to chase you away. Uh, I'm actually excited. This is one of the best things that, that we get to do. The universe works always in mysterious ways. Uh, the two girls sitting next to you, not that anybody can see because this is radio. radio. This is radio. This is radio. We've got the girls from Huddle Up. It's Paige and Kirst who visit us once a month at the beginning of the month. They are what I call a dating site for charities. <laughs> so they find the charities that are most in need and they marry them to the corporates that are able to give. So nice little synergy that we have going on here. Maybe, who knows, maybe next year you guys could be recipients, one of your charities could be recipients of the Nedbank Golf, South Africa Golf Challenge in Surrey, UK. 20th anniversary, it'll be 21 next year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Lots lots to get out there. Welcome to the studio, girls. Thank, Thank you for having us. Oh, <laughs> they're, like, they're like little twins. Look at them. Yeah. Look at Thank them. you for having us again. They both have straight hair today. Yes. You should have dressed in the same colors. Well, we, we mostly, yeah. they we've mostly got our do. green. I've got the black. She's got the white. So wouldn't, it's wouldn't, camo day. Wouldn't have been able to tell you apart. <laughs> so funny. How's yeah. it going? Good. Sure. Thank you. It's been a busy July. Yeah. yeah. Mandela With, month. Mandela month. Yeah. <laughs> you know what my biggest thing is? Mandela month. I love it. Um, I might start boycotting Mandela Day and I'm not saying that as a sweeping statement I'm not mm. saying that as um, as to cause controversy uh, I want to make 364 days a year Mandela Day okay. yes. and I'm going to actually take Mandela's birthday off and let all the corporates who don't do anything do stuff that day yeah. and the rest of the time we'll just keep doing good yeah. yes. um, it's I can't tell you I mean my my manager I was chatting to him and we were sort of just chatting about how cynical I've become, mm. and it's two years of good things, guy. Today, actually, um, and I, I, I received. I'm I'm not going to exaggerate, and I'm not going to make it sound bigger than what it is. I received about 650 emails from corporates who wanted to talk about the great work they were doing on Mandela Day, mm. and I replied, going, "Well done." Send me, send me something when you've done something more sustainable. That was my, that was my response. That was my reply. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's good to pat yourself on the back, but come on, man. Can't just be one day. Yeah. We can't. And I, I, so, sorry, I'm, what, I'm getting very negative. And what's amazing is with the corporates that we, we are engaging with, a lot of them are saying it's more than 67 minutes. Mm -hmm. It's not just a Mandela day. It's, um, an entire two to three years, um, working plan of upgrading schools. And then on Mandela days, being able to invite employees to say, listen, this is what, this is a school. This is what you're taking. This is what you're doing. Yeah. And this is what you're a part of. Mm. And if you have like a hundred rand off your salary at the end of the month, these are the kids that are getting your jerseys. These are the kids that are getting the stationary packs. Paisy, I like this and I like the way you're thinking. It's Mm. all about uh, relationship building. Yeah. Sustainability as well. And a lot of corporates are changing as well. They're not, they don't want to have that whole just one sixty or Mm. one day out of 365 days where they're giving back. The whole thing is, um, about, 
turning your entire business direction in how are we being better for people and not just mm. better than our competitors? Um, what are we doing in communities that are, that are uplifting and long lasting that long after anyone's, um, or anyone's donated money, that there is still something that's left inside a community mm. that they can be grateful for, but they can also then take it, um, and use it and be able to make something beautiful out of it, you know, not just being able to donate something once a year and, and calling it a great, uh, a corporate yeah. gesture. Yeah. Look how, look, look how great we were. Mm. Yeah. Here's one of the things, uh, many things. Sustainable, first of all, yes. is the biggest thing that we need to work towards. Whatever we're doing, it mm. needs to be sustainable. I like the idea of a, a long-term project. Yeah. Yes. Show your employees and show the team members and show, um, the, the people that are assisting with their money and a hundred rand mm. off their salaries. Show them what they're doing so that they can understand. Get them involved so that they yeah. can also understand what a difference they're making. Um, the biggest thing for me is, to focus, and it's so cliche, Whitney Houston said it at some point, children are the future. future. <laughs> I have that in my head every day. I'm like, ah. But it's 100%, really it's 100% the truth, right? Yeah. If you can change a child's um, thought process, they, they we, we learned this in marketing at some point, but children control the buyer's decision-making mm-hmm. in yeah. a family. Mm-hmm. And, and I went to um, Cosmo City. Yes. Last week, I went to go meet uh, Sergio Gonzalves, who runs the different school programs and the recyclable programs. And he said, out of all the kids that he's working with, uh, out of all the people that he's working with, he's got like, I don't know, pick a number, three and a half thousand kids that that are changing their mindsets with recycling, with uh, food gardens, Mm -hmm. with um, throwing rubbish away. He's like changing their mindset, but it's not three and a half thousand kids. Three and a half thousand homes because yes, exactly. they take it back mm, yeah. and then they start creating those changes within themselves, which mm, is really exactly. cool. Um, I, I went off on a tangent. What do we have? What did we do in, uh, in, in Nelson Mandela month? Well, the first one was the student VAC initiative for Adams and Adams. Um, so we did a, a love film. Adams and Adams, yeah. yes, Adam, yes. Adam Craker. No, Adams and Adams, the intellectual property law firm. Uh, it's, sorry, I got him confused because we worked with Adams and Adams at the CEOC. Yes, yes. okay, yeah. cool. I'm back, I'm back with you. Yeah. So we spent the day at Lemochetswe Safety Home, which is in Salsville, if I say that correctly, right next to Attridgeville. First of um, August is all about bastardizing names. Yeah. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, we just spent the day with the students at this home where there's about 150 uh, kids that they cater for, that they look after there. And we spent the day planting 2,000 seedlings sure. in their vegetable garden that they've got. Mm. Incredible team of women and men that work there that look after these kids. When we talk about sustainability, we ensure that the projects and the organizations that we work with have champions that mm. manage these things. So when working with Lemochetswe, they, they have a gentleman by the name of Bennett who's in that garden every single day. Mm. And he gets the kids excited about planting sure. the vegetables. So as you were just mentioning now about the recycling and getting kids involved, it's the same thing you with have food. To. Yeah, growing my own food. Well, exactly. I mean, even we we're talking about underprivileged homes here, but the middle class mm. food doesn't come from pick and pay, boo. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it needs to be grown from farmers, somewhere. Yeah. And if we know th- if we know where the food's coming from, we can respect it more, and we can. Um, we can appreciate exactly, it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So getting all the kids excited there and spent the day just doing fun activities, face painting, paint, uh, painting pictures, coloring in. Uh, the volunteers did lunch. 
Um, and then, yeah, we did um, for Abland on Mandela Day. Abland um, Group, along with their partners, Plascon. Abcon Group Foundation, Dapia Zero with Coffee for Everyone. Yeah, <laughs> there was quite a few bond stationers. They all came together and we spent the day upgrading the school. We were painting, planting more vegetables, also lots of fun activities, made a thousand hot dogs, juice, party packs, That's music. They're redoing so, the bathrooms, the toilets, yeah. all of that. Wow. Stationery. Jerseys, I, shoes. I don't think this. All the important. I don't think yeah. this translates well over radio or even over a conversation. <laughs> no. I've been to a day with you. It's chaos. Um, it's it's, it's mad. It is um, everywhere. But it's really cool. Yeah. And and I want you to 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 put this into perspective. A thousand hot dogs mean that there are a thousand kids running around. Yeah. Um, that you're doing stuff with, which is really yeah. rad. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, for those kids, it, it was such an exciting day. I mean, the school's been running for about a year, and um, these kids were planning weeks in advance, singing a song. Aww. Obviously, Mandela Day is during school holidays, so the parents were reminded by the teachers that you need to bring the kids back on the day, and the kids actually came back, and there was so much excitement, singing, dancing, painting, just doing handprints, <laughs> having their hands painted with paint and being able to put their handprints on the wall. Aww. So every day when they come back... That's their handprint. You know, they see that. There's that sense of pride. And, yeah, so it was a lovely day. And then very, also very cool. to go back on Adams and Adams, they um, chose three benefits. Well, Curse looked at three beneficiaries that would, um, for their Mandela Day, that would get parcels. So Kitty and Puppy Haven, Heartbeat Foundation, and Pretoria Care for the Aged. Awesome. Um, received, uh, pa- sorry, received parcels and packages from Adams and Adams while we were yeah. at Abland. And then... Um, Oh yeah, free thinking and Lagai Securities for our Vidcorpin yes. Clinic and School Mandela Day, yes. which was on that Saturday, Saturday the twenty second of July. Sure, yeah, one thousand six hundred ceilings. Correct, yeah. Jeepers. Another yeah. thousand hot dogs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then one hundred and fifty food parcels with. Um, there was what's eleven it? different food, food. non perishable food items that were packed into the food parcels that were then delivered to the Vidcorpin Clinic. Wow. They hand out the food parcels to patients who that. They've identified that are in dire need of a meal. Um, so they handed that out on, I think it was the, f- the following week on the following Monday, week, between yeah. Monday and Wednesdays. And then we also went back there and um, donated, was it 300 pads? Uh, yeah, plus mine, but between three to 400 wow, sanitary, so pads. sanitary pads. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, when do you find time to sleep? Because literally you've gone from pillar to post, um, giving back, giving back. Are you, does your, does your soul feel refreshed or are you yes. exhausted? And we're in Rustenburg last week. Yeah. Which was great. Was, <laughs> was They're covering Rustenburg all bases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, um, just, just for the day. All Turning, corners, um, all just what you guys are saying about the sustainability and stuff. Mm. So, um, with our golf day, we are now, um, we're the only non-professional golfing event supported by the European Tour. So we're working with the European Tour and also it's going to be working with the Nedbank sure. Golf Challenge. Nice. So yeah. we went into the middle of a township just yeah. outside of Rustenburg. Oh, um, and we're also looking at building a partnership with a particular school there as well. Is it called Moodyville? By any chance? No. But yeah, I mean, there's 60 kids cramped in, in the classrooms. Yeah. You know, they've got hardly anything. It's, it's just a basic structure. There's definitely mm-hmm. not enough toilets. Yeah. Um, so we are, we're also looking at a long term. And I think, you know, talking with, with you know, when anyone who's listening, I think it's really important. People are just, oh, give money, give money, give money. And people, I think, you know, we're talking about changing the children's perceptions. It's yeah. also about changing the adults' perceptions. 100%. And that's why this sustainability and building relationships so yeah. you know exactly where your money is going and you have more of a personal relationship rather than, oh, here's money, just yeah. take it, mm-hmm. um, which I think is so important. And that's the way the world's, you know, kind of shifting. going to shifting towards and Man, what's, I, I wish that uh, our listeners could actually see because there's <laughs> there's just so much good stuff and and people with good intentions and um 
I'm in a studio full of women who really want to make a difference. And I, I added yeah. that in there as a joke. But you, you're all here uh, and you're all wanting to make a difference, a sustainable difference, and, and make the world a better mm-hmm. place. Uh, I think that's a Michael Jackson song. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm singing it in my head, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but also in terms of when you, you're talking about sustainability and everything, it's also about um, – because we've also been partnering with a company called Mapula um, Socioeconomic Development uh, Company. And what they do is uncover and utilize the strengths within society and communities and do, um, you know, an asset-based methodology of going in and finding out amongst people instead of just naively assuming what a community needs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's always that example that we give instead of when people want to donate uh, mosquito nets, but then go back a couple of months later and realize the community actually needed fishing nets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then people get a little I bit some people who used to talk to you with that. <laughs> yes. So that's about going in and, and finding and appreciating and mobilizing individuals need. within the community and mm-hmm. saying, Collectively, what are the talents here? What are the strengths, resources, and assets? And then instead of just focusing on, um, you know, the problems at hand, being able to say to people, well, what is it that you need, you want, and how is it mm. that you wanted to develop your community and how can we assist? Work together. You know, that's yeah. the whole thing is about working together and not having corporates think, oh, this community doesn't have X, Y, and Z. Let's just put it there and mm. hope everyone's grateful. I think that's The really community has the answer to their exactly. own needs at the end of the it's day. It's a partnership mm. yeah. at the end of the day between the community and the organizations that come together as one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's there's such hand a, in hand. a huge argument about first world countries giving aid to third world countries and going in and, you know, just doing what Naive, they think yeah. is right naively. Yeah. And then two years later, that exactly. community hasn't adop- adapted to it. They haven't accepted it because it's not what they want or need. No, exactly. And then it's money wasted down the drain. So, yeah. you know, there's yeah. a lot of different ways about go- to go about it to make sure that it is a sustainable mm. initiative. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, because otherwise corporates are just going to be like, oh, I'm wasting my time. Exactly. And, and this is exactly why we, we do what we do. do. Yeah. We need to wrap it up, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> We've eaten into other people's time. Um, if people want to get involved with Huddle Up, where do they go? www.huddleup.co.za or they can find me on my email at cursed at huddleup.co.za. And then page, P-A-I-G-E, at huddleup.co.za. And then all the social media links, Instagram and Facebook, Facebook Twitter, Twitter. LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> and Haley, just your, yours quickly again. So we got it. It's uh, the Nedbank South African Charity Golf Day is saygolfday.com and my email is Haley H-A-Y-L-E-Y at saygolfday.com It's that simple um, you've tuned into the good stuff this week we were meant to chat about the good things guy turning two which we are going to do in a Facebook live uh, yes. off air and I also want to ta- chat about the sex show oh, um, we got a we got a message while we were on show about what happened last week and Travis the answer is yes we're in the same effing studio um, I need to go wash myself and put some bleach on um, you've tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central and we spent the show chatting about a bunch of good things happening. Uh, I leave you with something every week. This is a change the way you see things. There are only 19 working Mondays left of 2017. That's 19 Mondays and 19 amazing possibilities that we all have to make them only good things real. This is the good stuff on Cliff Central. This is cliffcentral.com.